welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Okay, welcome everybody to episode 9 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, brought to you by Josh's never-ending love for Space Jam 2. Oh, we're riling me up early on, are we? (laughs) So, a little quick housekeeping for our... About 20 to 30 active listeners. Next week's episode will be a very special episode because I have to go on vacation. So we pre-recorded something uh, pretty cool and different that will still come out on the regular time that I think you guys are going to like. But it'll be a surprise. Oh, yeah. It's It's dance music. Dance, dance, creepy head. (laughs) The first dance, dance revolution themed podcast where we just tell you. We say left, right, If you don't have tear-off pants, don't listen to the episode because you're not going to enjoy it. Oh, I'm glad I kept mine. So, guys, I bought a lot of stuff this week. Did you? Uh, I didn't uh, buy a ton, but I got some. Yeah, Not a ton, but I like what I got. I like what I got. I'm going to start with Mike. What'd you get? Uh, well, I got the NECA uh, Toon Turtles Muckman, which uh, that it, it's it's a great looking figure uh, that feels very fragile. <laughs> so um, I still really like the look of the NECA Toon Turtle stuff. It's it's hard to not want to buy it because it does look like they stepped right out of the cartoon. And yeah. I mean, Muckman's no exception. Joe Eyeball is fantastic. I mean, I like both, but it's just I'm afraid to, like, even put the accessories in the hands after seeing what happened with Josh. Um, Yeah. Everything feels very, uh, very fragile, let's just say. But do you let me ask you guys both, because you both got Muckman. Mm -hmm. Do you think these would be better as a Staction style pre-posed statue you know it's hard because i'm not generally crazy about stactions because there's always at least one or two like slight things that i wish i could move like a limb or a leg it's just something like to yeah set it in a different position than it is and then and then it always bugs me <laughs> so i do like that they're articulated. I just wish NECA would up their game when it comes to that, like really lightweight, uh, cheap feeling plastic that they've been using for certain accessories. It it just, it feels way too brittle. Um, I mean, the figure itself doesn't feel super, super brittle, but again, like I've had, (laughs) I've had enough NECA figures to know, like even when it feels like it's okay, you still got to be careful. Um, but overall, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose him, set him on the shelf. You know, he'll look cool. Yeah, I've I've definitely cut back on the Toon Turtles for that very reason. Um, but I also got the battle armor He-Man from Origins, and I'm kind of ticked about this because they have not been showing up at all around here. I have not seen a single battle armor figure in stores. In fact, I've only seen the deluxes one time, and when I found them, I bought both Clamp Champ and Ram Man. 
And uh, I never saw deluxes around here again. So I finally got them both off uh, Amazon over the last like two, three months. I got Battle Armor Skeletor and then Battle Armor He-Man this week. And I went to Walmart yesterday and they just had rows of the deluxe figures. You took the words right out of my mouth. Those are part of their new reset. But there's at Target, that wave is Battle Armor He-Man, Battle Armor Skeletor, Buzzsaw Hordak. Walmart is just He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah. See, I haven't seen Buzzsaw Hordak yet because I went to Target and they hadn't reset yet. But at least, you know, the close one by me. Um, I will say this about Battle Armor He-Man. He's he's a lot of fun. Like the the figure is really cool. I love the vintage hat. I, I swapped that out on my regular He Man figure. Um, the the Mattel Origins figures, the paint uh, quality control can sometimes be a bit wonky, but I kind of got lucky on this since it was I ordered it online. I couldn't check the paint apps ahead of time. Mine looks like He Man got punched in the lip because <laughs> like he's got a bit of red on his face. And I can't stop laughing when I look at it because it's the open mouth, like that shocked face that he has. Yeah. And it looks I like love that face. Me too. But it looks like Skeletor was just like, yeah, and hit him in the face. So I kind of like the paint mistake. Uh, the one complaint I'm going to make about the battle armor figure is the uh, blast effect for the sword. It's cool looking, but it's heavy as hell. Yeah. And a blast effect needs to be, you know, where you can actually hold it up. This, it's like, if you don't have him holding the sword, like, in the perfect position, it's going to weigh down his wrist, or, you know, it's going to fall out, like, the sword's going to fall out of his hand. So, it's kind of useless, in my opinion, for the sword blast effect. However, the the hole uh, that you put around the sword is is big enough to put it around a Power Ranger's fist. So Ooh. it kind of looks like he's shooting a blast off his hand, which is cool. So I still like the blast effect. Well, the cool thing with the blast effect is even though it is heavy, the way mm-hmm. it's designed is if you put it one way, it fits on the single power sword. Yeah. And if you turn it the other way, it fits on the double power sword. Right. Which is cool. And the double power sword does hold it up a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I tested that out and it's like, that is cool. I, I do like that. But it still feels too heavy for a blast effect, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I do like it as a, uh, like, a, a fire, like, firing off of a fist kind of accessory. It looks cool. Uh, but the last thing I got was the Vintage Collection uh, Mandalorian. Not the Beskar armor one, but the regular armor. And I still have to fiddle with uh, heating up the joints because the joints in his arms are seized. And... Ooh. Yeah. yeah, the vintage figures are a little too thin-limbed. I don't want to try to force any of them. So, but he I looks awesome. I put mine in a freezer, and it, it snapped them. So, mm-hmm. or it, like, broke the joints free. It didn't break the plastic. I oh. prefer the junky armor over the Beskar armor. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just just me on the vintage figure, because it has a more of, like, the Christmas special look to it, of, like, different colors, but... Yeah, you know, personal yeah. preference. Well, I have this uh, the Black Series uh, first first armor. Um, I never got the Beskar armor one, and then when it came to the the three and three fourth inch, uh, obviously the vintage collection, you just get the regular armor, uh, or I mean uh, the retro collection, you get the regular armor. The vintage collection, I actually already ordered the Beskar armor from Hasbro Pulse when they first put those up, so I haven't gotten mine yet. But 
when I saw on Amazon it was like twelve ninety nine for the regular armor, you know, Mando, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get it. It looks cool. And I love Mandalorian, so But yeah, that's all I got this week. Professor Pickman, what'd you get? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, as of earlier today, I just finally, I know we talked about this at some point earlier, uh, grabbed the McFarlane DC Gorilla Grodd. How is he? Oh, nice. I, I gotta say, I really like him. Uh, I expected his articulation to be a bit more limited and hindered than it is, but he's got... He's got really nice movement. Uh, I was a little scared that I was hit with old school uh, McFarlane quality control for a minute. Yeah. Because uh, one of his arms did pop off. But uh, no, I just I over I overturned it. Uh, and it popped right back on and it doesn't feel loose. Uh, granted, you can pop either of the arms off if you overturn them, but. It's better than breaking, which is what yeah, they would exactly. do in the past. Um he's really fun he's uh i'm definitely going to be using him as guy gore mm -hmm. he is my stand-in gorilla man for masters of the universe figures right now considering i don't particularly have uh i don't dislike gorilla grod but i don't have any particular love of him to be like oh my god i need that toy uh i also grabbed the neck muck man uh now my feelings are that the figure itself feels pretty solid. Uh, I really like the way that I do really like the way the hands are a little bit rubbery and not showing any paint flaking as that is unfortunately very typical for NECA hands these days. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I did have a bit of an issue, which Mike alluded to in that I put the blaster in his hand and I put it in the hand separately, and then I popped the hand onto the wrist and went to pose it so he was holding the blaster with two hands, and the entire front of the blaster snapped off with almost zero pressure. Let me tell you, that thing was a bitch to fix. Yeah. Because it was, it was a clean break, so it wouldn't glue securely. So I had to take it apart, sand it down drill into each side, put a support piece in, reattach it, glue it. See, and that's like, that shouldn't happen for the price that you pay for NECA figures. Like, it, I love NECA's designs and I love all, you know, like, I love all the properties they have the license to work with, but God, that's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, at, now here's, here's another interesting thing. The target that I purchased him at, uh, and I'm interested to know what you paid Mike the target I got him at had him at $29.99 same yeah and then the next target over had him at $34.99 oh with the official shelf tag for him oh equally, yeah I... equally interesting one target has Mondo for $29.99 mm -hmm. the, the other target $39.99 oh so there is some discrepancy in the NECA pricing from store to store because these, like I said, these are the official Target shelf tags for them. Yeah. And these these stores are like not even a 10-minute drive apart. Hmm. It's happened in the past where they've had 
pricing discrepancies on collectibles like Transformers, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, G.I. Joe. I've seen it where it's been like instead of $19.99, $22.99. Yeah. That kind of like difference. And it's store to store. So, but this sounds like a screw up in the system for uh, DCPIs that I'm sure will get corrected to, to whatever. It's either cheaper or more expensive. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know the proper price for Mondo, but 40 bucks seems high, even with that extra turtle. Yeah, I would say that, honestly, I would have expected Muckman to be 40 and Mondo to be 30, if anything, like if they're going to go higher, because Muckman's a bigger figure. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I ain't complaining. I'm happy with the $30 price tag. How is the slime? I haven't opened, I haven't opened it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I See, like, I was like, you know what, I'm leaving it. I had it in hand. I picked up a set for my friend of Mondo and Muckman. And as I saw the slime, I knew my daughter would want to open it up with me. And then immediately I was like, this is going to break. There is no way we're going to even like fiddle with this without it breaking. I, I can't get it. You know, I got to say that I do like the core figure a lot. Yeah. I think at least my copy feels pretty durable. Uh, all the joints feel tight. Nothing was frozen. I don't feel like I'm going to break him moving him around. The wrist pegs feel good. I will say my my complaints... Uh, again, lie lie in the accessories and execution of certain things. I hate that the blaster snapped in half almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Joe Joe Eyeball has arm articulation, but I'm really worried to move any part of him because I feel like if I touch his eyes wrong, they're gonna snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this this is the biggest complaint I have for it. I feel like getting the trash can into his back at the proper angle was such a hair-raising experience because I felt like I was going to snap the tab the entire time. Yeah. Because uh, I couldn't quite find the right angle and I felt like I was putting too much pressure on it and it's such a thin little tab that I really thought it was just going to snap and be done with. Mm -hmm. And this is an incredibly minor nitpick. And I know I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned it to both of you, but I love that he comes with the slime. I hate that the detail decal on the slime is on top of the shrink wrap and not on the canister itself. So yeah. if you open the slime, that little decal that says uh, whatever, you know, whatever labs it says, I don't remember. Uh, you know, so they put the work into making a, a, a decal for the slime barrel and then stuck it on the shrink wrap. Yep. That's stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. Yeah. But you can you peel it off and then replace it? You know, I haven't tried because it's. I I get the feeling it's probably just going to be a piece of paper when I do that. Yeah. Ugh. NECA, do better. Come on. It's not that hard. 
Yeah, like I I want to I want to love everything about this figure, but I I can't. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel. When you do it right, you really do it right. You get you knock it out of the park. But puppet master. Yeah, puppet yeah. master. Your ultimates, Jason figures are always great, but mm-hmm. when you don't do it right, it shows, and then eventually you lose people buying your product and you got to be careful especially now with an increased presence at target with stuff being more widely available people aren't going to buy it and they're going to hang around like the frog two packs because why would i spend money on something if it's going to break yeah and you have no customer service to call you just tell people to take it back to the store and try again and they're not going to find it again so if your gun on your muckman breaks you're your SOL. So not cool. Do better. Also, it, well, I I appreciate that technically the frogs are tune accurate. Yep. Really, really, you, you just produced four of the same figure. Really? Yeah. You couldn't give yeah. it slightly, maybe even a slightly different facial expression for each frog. You know, pick a different animation cell from the episode and give them different facial expressions. Like they're they are different, but they're not different enough. No. Those no. those could have been packed one frog, one other character, not two frogs. Yeah. So that could have been like Napoleon Frog, Scumbug. Take your pick. Any character. Right. And now that would have would have made it something worth your money that scumbug pack will probably happen absolutely or oh. like frog neutrino i don't know um are we coming back to NECA this week we probably yeah yeah we are um so <laughs> buckle up NECA. i bought what did i buy i bought one of those treasure x monsters gold treasure like coffins um love the figure the activity was a little confusing to me because i wasn't sure exactly what the steps were um and i also had my daughter helping me out so we got a little confused the figure itself is amazing i got the sea creature skeleton guy but like i wasn't 100 percent sure that you i didn't realize you had a crack of the skull open because the instructions are just little tiny pictures to put the brain inside to make him talk. It comes with like uh, foam slime to be cobwebs, but they're not actually part of the opening process. I opted well, not to put it on the figure because I have all my other Treasure X guys have bits of plaster stuck to them everywhere. Well, the uh, to, to be fair, you do have to dig the eyes out of the spider webs. Mine were separate in a little tiny bag. Really? I had all to take mine out of the spider. All I had was a little rubber bug in mine. It was fun. Either way, I mean, for the fourteen ninety nine that I paid for it, great job. I want to buy more. So, yeah, that must I, have... I'm I'm interested to know if uh, if you open, open another one you purchase locally, if it'll have the eyes inside the spider webs, because that's, that's where mine were hiding for. I have a coffin and the monster set that I was raving about. Might might be different. I don't know. And then I saw the I just saw it yesterday, but I didn't buy it. The Frankenstein Lab playset, which looks super cool. Um, I love that thing so damn much. I did uh, I did replace mine, and 
Uh, I I did the full unboxing again because it's just so damn fun. I'm looking forward to getting that. I opened up. Finally, I bought the Mandarin Spawn, the new Mandarin Spawn from McFarlane, not the new new one that's even crazier and more deluxe, just the standard because he's been clearanced at GameStop. And I wasn't expecting much, but I got him out and played with him, and he's actually really cool. Um, I think what I'm going to do is dig up my old Mandarin Spawn and take his double katana staff thing that he had and give it to him and see how he looks with it. Um, No joint stickage at all. He's, like, ready to play right when you get him out. He's got big feet. So he's a pretty nice figure. I was kind of surprised. Lack of paint. Kind of kills some of it, but for the seven bucks that I paid for it, I really can't complain. Yeah, um, that's how I felt when I got them for like ten bucks. So <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is for the price a pretty good toy. I got the entire Ursa Major wave from Marvel Legends. This is the Iron Man themed wave, with the most notable figure being a new comic accurate Ultron, um, and the build a figure being a giant bear. And oh man, yeah, that's I want the bear. Yeah, I was too. I was thinking that Ultron would be my favorite, and while he's cool, it's the giant bear that kind of steals the show. And I have it, and I keep thinking that like I want to turn this into the prophecy bear. <laughs> like I want to get a second oh. one and just mess up half of it and make a prophecy bear because, good God, I always want the prophecy bear as a toy. Um, mm. See, you so know what I want to do with it? What's that? I want to make an alternate swappable head for it so it's Nick Cage in a bear costume. <laughs> I So the head comes with hologram Iron Man. And the hard one to find is definitely Ultron. But the rest of the, the wave are kind of stinkers. So I would bet if Hasbro keeps doing what they're doing, it'll be clearance out of Target in no time. To make room for the Eternals figures that I guarantee you are going to go on clearance the next week. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi's um, going to be on clearance. Yeah, and the movie hasn't even come out yet. And I'm excited yep. about the movie, but they're clearance everywhere. Yep. Um, and the figures aren't that bad. I bought that yeah. way because I wanted to build... Um, Mr. Hyde, right? Yeah, Mr. Hyde build a figure. And this is the first Mandarin figure that we've gotten in over 10 years. So... Uh, Kind of excited about that. And then I just got in the mail yesterday. I haven't opened it. The uh, what is the Ironmonger with uh, the dude. Marble. Oh, yeah. That. And that thing is massive. Uh, I got it. I ordered it at Target and it just showed up super early. Uh, but I haven't opened it yet. And I can get rid of my old Toy Biz Ironmonger that's horribly out of scale. So this one looks really cool. And it's got, like, the proper neck tattoos on uh, Obadiah's stain. And it's cool. So I'll probably talk about that next week if I get around to opening it up. All right. So God, I love that, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges yeah. is the best. Bo Bridges, not so much. Jeff Bridges, <laughs> American treasure. Absolutely. So our commercial this week, our sponsor... He hasn't paid me yet. He said he's good for it. I hope so. Uh, I'm at the flea market. There's a guy at the booth. His name is Bo Luke. And he said he's named after both the brothers on Duke's <laughs> Hazard. So that makes him extra cool. But he sells Sasquatch repellent and Sasquatch removal services. 
He's a little eccentric, but who am I to turn down business? So if you guys sit back, relax, enjoy a commercial, we will be right back. Bigfoot, Yahweh, Sasquatch, the Florida Skunk Ape. I don't care what his name is, he's a problem. A problem I can solve. So I'll tell you what, if you got a Bigfoot problem, call my special telephone number, 1-800-BIGFOOT-REMOVAL-SERVICE, and I'll come to your house and I'll make Bigfoot go away. I'll walk around your backyard and I'll yell into the woods and I'll say, Go on, get, get out of here, Bigfoot. You just go away now. You leave that nice old lady alone. And we're back. Uh, we have a segment that I forgot to mention in the notes for the show this week that I wanted to make a regular thing on the show. And that it's is for me. It's yeah. Debbie Downer. I'm here to bring you down because you know what I heard? I heard the Snake Eyes movie sucks. I heard it's nothing like the action figures and it's a disservice to G.I. Joe. I didn't actually watch it, but I'm going to bitch about it on the internet. You know why? Because it's woke. And I hate woke. You know why? Because I lay in bed and I eat my pizza. And my pizza is the shape of Matthew McConaughey because he's a hunk. And I like putting hunky things in my mouth. Bye! (laughs) Oh my god! (sighs) As soon as you went... Cause it's woke. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta mute. I gotta mute. Oh, uh, so I wasn't actually talking about Debbie Downer, but she kind of <laughs> snuck in. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, people are complaining the same way about uh, Suicide Squad. So I need to watch that still. Get ready, oh, man. I it's fucking it starts, loved it. Yeah, it starts really strong. And there's kind of a low in the middle, and then it ends strong. So, it's of the like of the DC, the modern DC stuff. It's really good. I don't know if I like it as much as the Snyder cut of Justice League, but it's really good. I, I personally think it's it's it is everything I was expecting from Suicide Squad when they announced the first movie was being made. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it is. Okay. This is the movie I wanted. So what you're saying is it's not Escape from New York with a team full of Snake Plissken's. <laughs> it's definitely uh, not. <laughs> there's a lot of Escape from New York stuff in it. I mean, to be fair though, that's kind of Suicide Squad. Yeah, True. pretty much. Part one really was, you know, hey, let's remake Escape from New York, but with a team of Snake Plissken's. Like, it was it was a little too on the nose for me like i liked it i had fun with it but i was like the whole time i'm like this is just a like different escape from new york Uh, my only complaint is i watched it and then i i didn't want to watch it again okay oh see i i would immediately want i almost immediately wanted to put it back on just to watch peter capaldi chew the scenery as the sinker again Peter yeah, Capaldi the, is the, one of the strong points of the film. He he was so goddamn good. And his, I, I don't want to say anything because it goes into spoiler territory. But the the set from The Thinker's Lab, I, I just want to study every scene of it. Yeah. I, I, 
Okay. I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, my wife watched it, you know, day of. And uh, when I came home from work the next morning, she was like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. You're going to love it. So I've heard I've heard very good reviews from uh, people who kind of know my movie taste. So I'm, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. But if you think too hard about it, you might be like, why don't they put this over here and that over there? Gotcha. It's like it's that level of good. Um, the other thing that I was going to add to the show is retail hell. Horrible things we've seen while working retail. Theaters. If you guys weren't ready for this, I got a quick one and then we can jump into the news. Maybe so. my story will jog memories and then you can kind of chime in. Uh, this one isn't funny it's just messed up so my most messed up stories you would think would come from walmart or kmart but they actually come from toys r us all of the most horrible things that i've ever come across have always been involved toys r us and uh this story takes place in binghamton new york they had a toys r us that was in a plaza with a store that i serviced at the time and the way this plaza was set up, if you ever heard stories about New Orleans was built below a water level and they had break walls that would keep the water from pouring into the city, into the city like and then those levees broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way this plaza was designed, it was in a valley with a man-made canal that went through Binghamton and its co-town, this town called Vestal, that would get all the rainwater out of the town. It flooded and it crested over the walls that were holding it in and flooded into this plaza. Before you got to the plaza, though, they had the brilliant idea to build a cemetery. So this plaza floods through a cemetery, an above-ground cemetery, picks up all the corpses and the bits of decomposing bodies and then washes them into the plaza with the Toys R Us. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> and the store I was servicing at the time, a Petco. So <laughs> I got an emergency call. Hey, you got to go make sure that all the stuff that you represent is okay. And if not, we got to know like the damages so we can kind of get it out of the system and our numbers look good because it was a sales job. I get down there. And the whole plaza is closed unless you have authorization to go in. And everything smells vile. Everything is like at least six inches underwater. And it was like the pool scene in Poltergeist. (laughs) Of just bits of decay floating around in the store. And there's all these different company reps like, what can we save? Because nobody wants to replace an entire store's worth of inventory of whatever they represent and it got to the point where authorities had to step in and just be like this is all contaminated this all has to be burned and destroyed sorry Mm -hmm. Uh, so that is my horrible (laughs) i had to go into a toys r us and um throw everything out because it had corpse water on it (laughs) i'm sorry but oh my god (laughs) corpse water sounds like it needs to be one of our sponsors and i remember being like you know they're just there's these temp workers throwing stuff 
away and just being like, can I take that? But you would pick it up and smell it. And it had, <laughs> I can't just, des- corpse water smell. I can't describe, picture like the top of a pool before you open it up for the summer. And it's just got like rotting bugs and leaves. And there's like a dead squirrel in there somewhere. And you get too close and you smell it. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> the whole store, the whole plaza smelled like that. Oh, that's awful. That was disgusting. Corpse water for when you absolutely don't want to take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine like some, you know, Kobe Bryant or well, I'm sorry, he's dead. Uh, you know, like LeBron James promoting corpse water for Space Jam 2. Taking a big old sip. <laughs> hey, Space Jam 2 is corpse water. It is. like it ah, is just, me. It is just flooded with dead bodies and shit. Hey, it's me, LeBron. And when I'm thirsty, if you ever need to drink a corpse, I drink corpse water, brand. Cor- you know, like, I can just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I was going to... I'm going to take this a different direction of tasteless. Please, because we we could have gone tasteless with Kobe Bryant, but no, no, he was good dude. He's good dude. I may not know much about sports ball, but I know he was he was a good one. Uh, but we could, you know, Orson Welles could easily promote corpse water with something like, Ah, yes, corpse water for you to ingest my liquefied corpse into your body. <laughs> when you want the absolute best refreshment, you want water that my bloated corpse has been soaking in for days. Yes, drink it in along with little pieces of my sh- Oh, God. You know what I'm picturing? Any 80s barbarian movie where they have the obligatory pot of boiling dead bodies and then yes. the hilarious giant ladle that somebody will be cooking them with, and they always have to, like, take a big spoonful out to taste it, and there's, like, a foot mm-hmm. inside of it. Or, like, it's in Conan the Barbarian, where they're, like, cooking people. Ooh, watery. With just a smack of corpse. <laughs> yeah, just about every 80s fantasy movie had the bubbling cauldron with people parts in it. Mm. Would you guys ever drink a, a dead celebrity? I can't. I can't picture any anyone that I would be willing to do that for. I'd drink the shit out of Bowie. I would too. <laughs> I would drink him up. I would probably drink Prince too. But you know what? There's a lot of things with David Bowie or Prince where you could be like, "Look, it's David Bowie." <laughs> of of course, I let him do X, Y, or Z because it's David Bowie. Or it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, like. Of course they let Prince draw my face with a Sharpie marker, wouldn't you? You're like, just I, that's the most PG thing I can think of. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. All right, so I'm going to hop into the news. Uh, it's kind of a slow week, but I think there's going to be something that we're all very divisive on. Before you hop into the news, I do. I think I have a, a great, just just to lighten the tone a little bit, a great retail story. Do it. Uh, that that doesn't necessarily involve being the subject to anything terrible. 
So there was one fateful night that Mike and I went out on a toy hunt and we were, we were really overtired. And, um, we may have talked about this before on the podcast, but if you went into a Toys R Us during a certain period of time (laughs) and went into the Lego or mega construct section, uh, specifically in the Amherst Toys R Us on Niagara Falls Boulevard, there was a video that would play on a loop. What was it? Was it for Crayola? It was some kind of like Crayola chalk. Yes, it was the Crayola. It was the Crayola like magic chalk, and it had this music to it, which still lives in my head to this day. So Mike and I, in a very overtired state wandered out to Toys R Us and we somehow didn't realize how close to closing time it was because we were in the brick aisle and we were (laughs) we paused and had that moment of like do you hear it do you hear the music I hear the music and we started dancing (laughs) (laughs) and we're we're just like mindlessly doing like almost like a head down peanuts dance to this music (laughs) (laughs) and out of the blue we see this employee walking towards us (laughs) and he comes up and he's just like guys we close in like two minutes (laughs) You you gotta stop dancing and just leave. <laughs> and his his voice had such defeat in it that like we were both just like oh 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 I'm sorry oh yeah 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 we'll go I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry and we get up we get up to the register to check out because of course we're buying things mm-hmm. and as we're checking out. I'll, I, this is just burned into my brain over the walkie-talkie sitting next to the cashier. We hear the exchange of, are we good? Can we close? Yeah, there were just two assholes dancing in the brick section. I told them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and the cashier kind of snickers. <laughs> and we both just look at each other and look at the cashier and almost in unison we're just like hi we're the dancing assholes <laughs> <laughs> oh i will never forget that night oh my god and and i think it was like a week maybe two weeks later that we're we're going out on another on another toy hunt and you're like so i got a story for you so I'm talking to Jess, and she's telling me about her friend that works out at Toys R Us. <laughs> and her, your wife's friend was the cashier that checked us out, that we introduced yep. ourselves to as the dancing assholes. Uh, so, so while nothing horrifying, it was absolutely an experience of 
well, we didn't mean to be. We were the asshole customers. <laughs> <laughs> what a great moral to the story. And it was, you know, it was it was a completely innocent thing, but still, we were the asshole customers. <laughs> Oh, Lord. But to be fair, we spent a lot of money in that Toys R Us over the course of a year. So. We did. We did. Which is which uh, is probably by why they weren't just like, get the fuck out. Right. They're like, oh, those guys are going to buy something. Man, we're going to spend like $100 and put us over our, our numbers for the day. Yeah, just let them check out. But hurry them along. I miss Toys R Us just for the ability to walk in and be mad. There's nothing I wanted, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, because like I was thinking about it the other day, like man, I miss them. But then I was like, and I never really bought a ton there, because I'd see something and be like, this is cheaper at Target, and then I would go get it at Target. <laughs> but I still like the ability to go in and be mad. See, some you know what I mean. We always found some either some odd item that we hadn't seen before. Or something that shouldn't be the price that it is that was, like, ridiculously cheap. Like, what, what were those, like, brick knights that we found? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, they were like the, uh, what was it, brick warriors? Something like brick that, yeah. Warriors. And, like, they were, like, like those the single packs were, like, 99 cents. Like, it was dirt cheap. And then, like, the actual, like, you know, the, the little, like, little single brick guys. But then, like, the actual, uh, like vehicles or whatnot um or not vehicles but like a mount like it was like a horse that kind of thing there was like what 3.99 4.99 like it was super cheap and oh we, man it we went on like a spree and bought up a bunch of them <laughs> i think we cleaned them out because <laughs> yeah we went toys r us to toys r us buying those guys oh i, I, I miss those days when we would go to like toys r us to toys r us and just be like oh nothing at that one let's go try the clearance at the next one <laughs> It was like we would start at like 11 a.m. Get coffee. You would you would inevitably talk like Buffalo Bill at the drive-through, <laughs> which was always fantastic. And then we'd go like we'd make our rounds. We'd start you know way the heck out there. Go to Toys R Us, circle around to Target, Walmart, circle back to Transit, Toys R Us, the the many WalMarts on Transit. <laughs> Just yeah, we we'd come home with some some interesting finds. Oh, uh, I suddenly had that in my head. I'm like, uh, yeah, can I get a double double? Uh, blueberry bagels, butter. And, uh, oh, you have anything that'll make me look like a big fat lady? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I still remember the, the one Tim Hortons on the boulevard. It was, we were coming home from the uh, boulevard. Sheridan Drive, Toys R Us, and um, it was like maybe nine o'clock at night, and you did the Buffalo Bill voice, and that lady just went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> she was so confused, and like when we got up to the to the drive-through, she looked terrified, and all I could think was she got really, really high on her break and came back to that. <laughs> she looked terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was good <laughs> okay yeah, the metallic tattoos 
I, I will save my my media play retail stuff. I got a ton of those, but I will save that for next week. But remind me next week. I'll I'll, I'll oh, hit yeah. you with a funny one. We'll spread them out right after Debbie Downer. Okay, <laughs> news this week: Tops and Migo are collaborating. Um, I can guess this only means Garbage Pail Kids and Mars Attacks Migos. Uh, the press release kind of boasts that they have all these properties, but they're not actual Tops properties. Like, yeah, they make football cards. Doesn't mean that they have the rights to the NFL. Um, and I'm guessing if they make Garbageville Kids, they'll look really weird. So, yeah, Mars Attacks will be cool. I don't know about anything else. Uh, that's coming out. We have an update for the WWE crowdfunded 90s uh, ring that's coming out. As a way to entice people to drop their money on it, they have an early bird bonus where you get Macho Man Randy Savage when he was a commentator in the early 90s when Vince McMahon told him, you're too old, you can't wrestle anymore, go be a commentator. So it's your typical Macho Man Randy Savage, but he has a special cowboy hat with a built-in headset. And he is got, it's like a black and silver kind of vibe. And it also comes with a table, monitors, two chairs, and two microphones if you wanted a commentating team. But you have to back the arena now. And as it stands right now, they're at about 40%. So with 14 days to go, it doesn't look that good. Uh, And also another update, Galactus is doing a little bit better. And there's usually a big bump towards the end. It might cross the finish line, but I don't think it's going to hit the stretch goals. I might be wrong. Um, McFarlane showed off Witcher 3 figures with two repaints of Geralt and his sidekick and a new Ice Giant monster figure, which looks pretty cool. But it also looks like it's completely painted over black plastic. So keep that in mind when you buy it. The quality might be a little bit lower than you're expecting. There is going to be Iron Giant reaction figures from Reaction, and they look as cool as you'd think they do. Oh, man, I want all of them. You've got regular Iron Giant and Iron Giant with the Superman necklace. Uh, Not pictured, but I'm guessing it's coming at some point, Iron Giant, when he's all weaponized. I would assume that maybe an exclusive or Wave 2 or something like that. NECA, pulling a NECA is releasing My Bloody Valentine as a retail release. This initially was exclusive if you bought the steel book from Scream Factory. Now you can get it at retail. They've done this before with their Silent Night, Deadly Night figures, and they got in a lot of trouble with Scream Factory. And they were told never to do it again, but now they're doing it with My Bloody Valentine. I don't know why. Um, I wouldn't have bought the steel book if I knew this was coming out because I already had the Blu-ray. Um, so there's really no reason for me to buy this release that it came out with, but if you missed it and you don't want the exclusive that's out now, which is very expensive, you're going to have another chance. And it's a very, very cool toy. I'm, I'm one of those ones that missed out on the steel book. So I got the night of the demons one, uh, with the Angela figure, but I missed out on this one. So I will be picking this figure up. Yeah. I've got stooge and Linnea too that two pack and they're all really cool, but I don't think night of the demons lends itself to retail as much as my bloody Valentine does. Absolutely. Um, I just hope they keep doing the exclusives with scream factory. Those are always fun and a way for them to get the more obscure characters out there. Although the last one of Sybil Danning with battle beyond the stars made no sense to me. Um, 
I'm still mad I missed out on the Night of the Creeps one because not only do I love that movie, but I would have loved that figure. That's when I think they could do it retail. So everybody loves Tom Atkins. And if they got the three kids from Halloween 3 out there, mm-hmm. they could do Night of the Creeps Tom Atkins, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's true. McFarlane Toy Shop has launched their website. And originally I thought you could get Bane individually. It's actually a five-pack with all the figures and Bane pre-built which is kind of cool because word on the street is building that Bane figure is a nightmare. So he'll be pre-assembled for you if you haven't bought it yet. But still annoying for anyone that has bought some of the figures that was hoping for mm-hmm. just a retail release of Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was hoping to grab that Bane and then go back and get one of the scarecrow figures. Cause I just kind of wanted those two. There yep. are, other figures on there with retail prices and i checked earlier today it's mostly the spawn stuff that's sold out and all of the mortal Kombat and dc stuff is still on there yeah i will say i was uh, i did check it out at launch and mm-hmm. i was impressed at the selection and prices same yeah it's not bad uh he did it he pulled it off it's really cool and the last bit of big divisive news they showed off the whole wave of the Power Rangers Ninja Turtle crossover figures. Uh, and initially I was behind them, and the more I thought about it, the less I liked them. So you've got Raphael and Tommy as a foot soldier in purple, using a body that I think is probably going to be for the Ninjetti costumes from Power Rangers, if you're a Power Rangers fan. That is the weird ninja outfits they used in the movie. And for a few episodes of the TV show, you've got Michelangelo in yellow as the Sabretooth Tiger and April O'Neil in pink as the Pink Ranger. This is a straight-up re-release of the Pink Ranger with an April O'Neil head. And Michelangelo's yellow, and that's what really started to tip me away from these. Why can't he be orange? Mm-hmm. It, it makes more sense. You've got Leonardo and Donatello as the blue turtle ranger and the black turtle ranger. Again, why can't he be purple? And the last one in the set, Shredder, morphed Shredder. So it's like Shredder if he was the green Power Ranger with a soft goods cloth cape and a giant green ranger shoulder shield thing. Uh, If you had to pick one from the entire way that looks the coolest, it's probably this one because you've got a nice... Sort of nice-looking shredder with the Power Rangers articulation and a cloth cape. But again, it's still got the weird IDW designs that they're kind of stuck using. And uh, honestly, I I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) when they hit clearance? I don't know. Like I said when we were texting back and forth about these, the the bulky, like, okay, the, the turtle heads suck. I hate all the turtle heads. But they are turtle heads. That's for sure. Yep. (laughs) They just they they look like I think we talked about this last week. Donatello look like his his eyes are popping out of his head. It doesn't look right. It just it's yeah. There's something off. But the uh, the helmeted heads on the the turtle bodies like I can see the appeal for a bulky you know bruiser type Power Ranger like just. Just having the skinny little Power Rangers figures and then having like a big bulky one, I can see the appeal for that. However, I could not justify dropping 
the cost, like the what is it, fifty bucks or something like that for the two pack? Yeah, yeah. So I could not justify the cost of that to be like, oh, I want a bulky Ranger to go with my other ones. Like, no, it's it's not enough. Now, if I see the Donatello Leonardo two pack for clearance, I may pick one up. But yeah, I am not a fan of most of the designs. Like, I do not like the turtle heads at all. As I mentioned in the in our group text, like I hate the bulkiness of that cape piece on Shredder. It makes him look way too top heavy. Um, and as much as I think the foot soldier looks kind of cool, it's kind of also plain. <laughs> so there's nothing that really jumps out at me. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, it's sorry. It needed to they needed to try a little bit harder to kind of catch me in and they they didn't do it. These sort of remind me of the Batman versus the Ninja Turtles two packs that came out. Um, See, those I liked the designs of. Me too. But I, I, I couldn't justify the price. Yeah, yeah, again, it wasn't enough meat on the bone to buy them. Mm-hmm. So that is the news this week. We are going to have another commercial from Bo Duke's Sasquatch Be Gone Services. Sit back, relax, pay attention to the number he leaves you if you want to call him, and we will be right back. Has your kitty cat, Mr. Belvedere, taken larger than normal bowel movements? And have you thought to yourself, maybe Bigfoot's broken into my house at night and going number two in the kitty box? Well, I'll tell you what. You give me a call, and I'll come on down, and I'll take a sample of your kitty's doo-doo, and I'll tell you right then and there if you've got Bigfoot pooping in your cat box problems. And let me tell you, it's more serious than you think. Do you think if you ever passed away, your cats would eat your body? <laughs> I think Dr. Mew would, no question. <laughs> I, I think if trapped in the like if it was just me here, um... Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I think after a couple of days, I, I would be cat food. Yeah. I, I don't think Dr. Mew would even wait a few days for me. I think he'd be like, Jesus, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some of that. <laughs> okay. And we're back, and we're going to have this week's kind of cool discussion. We were just talking about Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers kind of teaming up and having a weird baby that nobody wants to buy. What his name is Power Jesus. Power yeah. <laughs> what oh, he's Lord. the Christ Ranger. What are some... got a little got a little cross on his chest and his little view view plates cross on his helmet and he he fights with a sword that's in the in the shape of the Holy Cross and he has a has rosary nunchucks and he's 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 just he's just the best ranger ever okay this reminded me of something i can't remember where i saw it first but you can go on youtube and find videos of it there is a fighting game that is obviously it's banned here but it's religious figures in a like 3d fighter mike have you heard of this yes so Jesus is in the game and he comes down to the cross and breaks free from the cross and he's got two wooden blocks nailed to his hands and that's what he fights with. Mm -hmm. Oh God, that's amazing. 
Yeah, and, I remember when this first uh, started showing up online, like it was getting passed around like crazy because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned that. I, I just thought it was like really crazy. And their, their lineup of characters is just bizarre. But anyway, what could you what do you guys think we could mash together and have fun lines Something you would buy or something that's just a funny joke. Because I always think of Ninja Turtles and the Universal Monsters. See, you know, it's funny you say that because I was going to go. I I was going to use the recent Power Rangers mashups and be like. Universal, Universal Monster Power Rangers. Why not? Yeah. Imagine how ridiculous that would be if, like, not not as the villains, but as the rangers. As long as they don't reuse the same body with an ugly Frankenstein head on the wrong color. You know what I mean? Like, it'd have to make sense. Oh, no, and they'd yeah, have to put I, the I, money into it. Yeah, I feel like the uh, each each of the uh, the suits would need to be unique to the monster. Yeah. Mm. A stitched together Power Ranger with a big eraser helmet. Or something. Be creative. I think that'd yeah. be cool. Or like the the teases of the like Dracula Transformer. Yeah. Oh man, I can't freaking wait for that. That and the um the because they, they they're basing that on unreleased um designs from the eighties toy line, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The because the, the other uh design, I think Josh, did you send me the the creature one where it was like it was oh, a, yeah. the black the creature that turns, turns into the fish. Yes, that I was like, oh, God, I hope we get that because that just is too fun. And it's ridiculous. Oh, my God, man. All they'd have to do is a like the Piranicon that's out now mm-hmm. in green with a creature head for the robot body. Oh, no, this turned into a legit fish. Yeah, it was like, like okay, like that's or something. <laughs> that's really cool. Because every time I hear this, I think like they're going to go cheap and it's like, well, we need a fish. Let's just go in a beast wars from Japan. Mm-hmm. See what we can find. Oh, okay, it's Skybite. You know, you know, I don't know. You know, actually, Skybite would not make a terrible creature. Yeah. Or well, if you're gonna do that, just do Jaws. Yeah. Like straight up, give us a gray one of the sharks and a nice flat matte gray, and boom, with a quint head in robot mode <laughs> would be the best. Like with this bent hat. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going nuts. I'm looking at my dollar store uh, Masters of the Universe figures right now, and just thinking of how cool it would be to have Universal Monsters on that Origin body. Yeah. Or like I know <sighs> Funko did their their versions of like Freddy and Jason as barbarians, but they didn't do it right in my mind. I think they really should have done proper, just straight up Freddy, straight up Jason straight up Leatherface with that barbarian buck body. Those would be great crossovers. And those fan-made Ninja Turtles with the modern horror character crossovers that were like oh, yeah. really cool looking. If they really made those. Those are uh, Death by Toys. Yeah, yep. those would be super cool. I the think end- I would. Oh, good. No, yeah, go ahead. I was say, I'm, not, I'm not big on crossovers, but I've always thought the Ninja Turtle crossovers were cool. And I think that that's, I think they just, they lend themselves well to this type of thing. 
Oh, so, yeah, yeah my, my pick would have definitely been, you know, more Ninja Turtle horror crossover. Um, and, and even some of the obscure stuff, like I would love to see like Donatello as the tar man, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, Raphael as the driller killer, you know, just something really weird. Like that would be a lot of fun. And just the turtles seem to fit that mold for crossover, because I know like we've had uh, Star Wars Transformers, which some of I really like. Like, I thought that the the Darth Vader one was pretty cool because he kind of looks like a robot anyway. So when you transform him into robot mode, it looks cool. But, like, the Anakin and Obi-Wan and, like, Han and Chewie, you know, robot modes look really <laughs> weird. I was like, the, I could, couldn't get my the head The Millennium around. Falcon is one of the worst Transformers I have ever owned. And, <laughs> and it suffers from nasty gold plastic syndrome. Yeah. See, I don't have any of them. I just saw them in stores and was like, no. <laughs> I bought it for Teresa as a gift, and we got the Death Star, um, Darth Vader, and we were playing with that, the, you know, because it breaks into two pieces. Any Transformer that's like two Transformers and it's a bigger, you know, like yeah, uh, and that one was just really, really bad. But you know who has the rights to make Universal Monster stuff and Ninja Turtles? Super Seven. Ah, uh, they do. And they're recreating all of the classic turtles, and now they're in that, like, each wave has a turtle in it, and we're getting to that first wave of their costume turtles. So I think there's, like, Samurai Leo they've announced. Yeah. I really hope if we ever go back to Comic-Cons, or they need a reason, if there isn't a reason, they got to make the Universal Monster Turtles as Ultimates. I will buy them all. Yeah. Yeah. Both waves. You got to you know, get Speaking Both. of the costume turtles, you know which costume turtle I would absolutely buy the um, the ultimate version of is Space Cadet Wrath. I do not know why I loved that figure so much as a kid, his, but my God, I love it. I would be really awesome if sword. The next, like in the next wave. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping he is because I. I remember I got him and uh, Sewer Surf and Mikey uh, Christmas one year. I actually got I got Donatello and Leo as well, but my parents let me open them early. So, um, but Christmas morning I got the other two. And um, Space Cadet Raph, like he just quickly became one of my favorite turtle figures. And it wasn't just his his yeah his sword was awesome, but he had that really cool blaster as well, and he had the weird like alien stuck to his back, like yep. just. There was so much fun about that figure. I had tons of fun with him and Space Usagi. Oh yeah, um, loved Space. They had they had tons of adventures, and there was I had yeah Space Usagi, Space Cadet Raph, and um, Fugitoid. Yep. I'd always kind of like let them have shenanigans in space. Mm-hmm. Um, what great fun. shenanigans in space. You know, I would probably you you said that I would buy Muppet crossed with something, too. <laughs> like you you know I, I want to bring Palisades back from the dead, and I want them to do like Muppets X Jason. Something. You know what? Oh God, M- Muppet GI Joe. Um, imagine like Beaker as Duke. You know, or <laughs> or like animal as Cobra Commander, um, you know, Doctor Teeth as Destro, like 
That oh, would sweet Swedish fun. chef is Dr. Mindbender. We're going to send the monster to Juju. Pants on the robot. I was just going to say, Furby the Kirby Commander. You know what? G.I. Joe, if we're going to cross G.I. Joe, but from Hasbro, let's just assume that these discussions going forward are three and three quarter sized. Okay. They got to go back and redo Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Yes. And and actually do proper sculpts, not kit bash. Yeah, no, yes. we're not going to be reusing the Ninja Force bodies. Like, Johnny Cage does not need bandoliers. <laughs> With freaking grenades and, and freaking yeah. uh, uh, shurikens on it. Like, let's do it right. Let's not reuse Road Pig a hundred times. The only ones they got right were the ninjas. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to think. I had all of them. Saget E-Honda. was new. E-Honda was new. Goro yeah. was, was new. Awesome. Um, E-Honda was awesome. The ninjas were all great. But you still wanted, like, a good Ryu, a good Ken, and they were horrible. Yeah. Chung Lee had that Scarlet Ninja Force body. Oh, I hate that one. Um, you know which one bothered me the most? Zangief. Because yes. his his legs, he's supposed to have like he's wearing the the little like booty shorts, and he's supposed to have like naked legs, and then the big wrestler boots, and they just painted over, like painted flesh tone on regular Joe pants legs. Like he had molded on his one thigh. I I don't know if it was a gun or a knife. There was something molded there, so it looked like he had this like. Like something got a video drone. Like he had a weapon growing out of his leg. I, because I had the figure, there was two versions. One of them they repainted over the Cobra Bat two legs. Okay. And then he had he always had Naga Hyde's upper body. Yep. And it made no sense. Oh, I hated that because I didn't actually own that one. My my buddy had all the Street Fighter ones. I only had a few, and I hated that Zangief. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Guile looked horrible. So, yeah, you know what, Hasbro, you go back and you do that right. You do it right now. Do better. Do better. You can do it again. Take all of your current Snake Eyes stuff and throw it right in the Garbaggio. (laughs) And I want you to make Debbie Downer after you. You got to make new G.I. Joe Street Fighter stuff and you got to do it right. Because you've got all of those molds. Mm -hmm. There's no reason you can't just re-release them for people who didn't buy them last time because they were great. (laughs) <laughs> and they can be $10, and everybody will love you for it. So stop. Nobody wants a five-inch Night Creeper. Stop it. <laughs> I was just going to say, can we take a moment to talk about that? Like the the Snake Eyes uh, G.I. Joe figures? Because they've said before that doing three and three-fourth inch, like it's just becoming more and more costly, which is why they're like, you know, 12 to 14 bucks for a three and three-fourth three three inch figure. Yet they have these five and a half inch or five inch snake eyes figures that are pretty damn well articulated. Like, yeah, it's not traditional G.I. Joe articulation, but it's pretty darn close for 10 bucks. Like, wait a second. You're telling me that you can't do the three and three fourth inch figures for $10 
the way you used to do them. But you can do a bigger figure with a bunch of accessories and decent paint apps. Like, it's not like they have a ton of paint apps. We are talking about a Snake Eyes line, so some of the figures are just solid black. Yeah. But you have enough versions of Snake Eyes. Like, there's the gray and blue one, and then there's, like, uh, obviously Night Creeper. There's Storm Shadow. And even Storm Shadow isn't just solid white. Like, he's got a bunch of paint apps on him. So you're telling me you can, you can do that for 10 bucks, but you can't give us old-school-style G.I. Joes for 10 bucks. And you know what? It, their arguments make no sense because you know what sells out consistently at Walmart? The 25th anniversary re-releases. Yes, exactly. And some of them have new parts, but like I've, they're always on. They always come in. They get destroyed. The packages are just trashed, and people still buy them mm-hmm. because Hasbro's full of it. And now I think the old- they want to they push that style of figure, and I'm not buying the excuse. Nope. Oh, hey. Sending this to the group chat. A new uh, pre-order slash announcement just dropped from 52 Toys, the makers of the Mega Box and Beast Box line. Uh, I'm going to need a bunch of these. Let's take a look. Oh. Oh, hello. Uh, Get out of my dreams and into my car. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, featuring cool. 20 points of artic- articulation throughout the robot body mode. I and love generic robots. Transforms and into a 2 inch by 2 inch by 2 inch cube. How much are these? Eh, I don't know if I want to spend 40 bucks. So. Yeah. These are still really cool. I will say, I have a couple of the Beast Box figures and. They are a lot of fun. The spider one that I bought a few months back, I love that thing. And it's the perfect size for the uh, Motu Mega Constructs. So it, it stands in as my Spider, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm trying to find out like what the scale of the humanoid is. But regardless, I want it. Yeah, it's a cool looking robot. It looks very uh, Cayman Rider. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, and I love Cayman Rider. Let me write this down so I can put pictures in the Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> so this character, for anybody listening, they want to take a look at it right now. It's called Hexanoid Unus, not Anus. Unus. U-N-U-S. Not A-N-U-S. U-N-U-S. And if you're just a fan of a fun robot, this would be a perfect, like, if you work... You got a nice you want like a nice office toy uh this is one of them easy to transform it's a cool robot it comes with a is it a gun i don't know it's not dangerous enough looking but it's cool for posing so mm-hmm. it's sweet and if you've got an extra 36.99 laying around get it and chances are if you've got a cool hobby store in your town which I'm hoping uh, we'll be reaching fans in Canada soon when we talk to Chris Hammond. Uh, they've got some nice shops in Toronto that have places that would sell these. So it's worth your time. And you should just be shopping at Big Bad Toy Store. They're really cool. And 52 Toys is just a pretty good company overall. Everything I've had from them has been really solid quality. Yeah. Yeah, I have never heard bad things about 52 Toys. So that is our mashup 
conversation, we are going to have another word from Bo Luke's Sasquatch Repellent Services. We'll be right back, and then we are going to get into prizes. Have you ever taken a shower, getting all soapy, rubbing up your man chest with bubbles, and you thought to yourself, hey, maybe Bigfoot's watching me take a shower? Well, let me tell you, Bigfoot's a creeper peeper. And I'm here to tell you, I can stop that from happening. All you gots to do is pay me $175. I'll come to your house, and I'll urinate around the perimeter of your double-wide trailer, and that usually prevents Bigfoot from peeping on you when you're going to the shower. Or maybe making a tinkle. I don't know what you do in the bathroom. I do all kinds of crazy things in my bathroom. I like to play upwards, you know, that kind of Scrabble game where you put the letters on top of the letters. I'm a real good speller. I play with my cat. And we're back. Uh, so we've got our prize packs, and the liking and sharing of the post is working a lot better. We actually have several entrants as of recording right now. So if you guys have been paying attention, I have all four Ghostbusters to give you. Hobo with a shotgun. And this week's prize a brand new issue of the comic book magazine, The Creeps, which is similar in vain to Eerie and Creepy. So it is the spiritual successor to those two, right down to the artwork, and it's a great read. And I've got a new episode, new episode, new issue for one lucky winner to read. So if you're a fan of comic books, I'm throwing it in the prize pack this week. So yay giveaways. I thought I'd start adding comic books. And I'm throwing it in the knapsack. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Just accept it. <laughs> if you're listening to this show and you want to run away from home, old school style, Josh will give you a stick and a sack. And you can hitchhike across the country. You can ride the rails like a proper hobo. And in that sack will be one of three mystery items. It will either be a vintage Major Matt Mason missing all of his accessories and most of the paint scuffed off. A toaster, which is absolutely named Toaster Amazing, that you cannot plug into anything because it will short out the circuits. Or 22 kilos of cocaine. <laughs> one of these items will help you travel back in time. But we won't tell you which one. That's the fun. It's the cocaine. <laughs> I, I do cocaine. Oh, Dr. Roxo. Oh, I, I miss Metalocalypse. I know. Dr. Roxo uh, may or may not have been the inspiration for Bugar. <laughs> the candy goblin. Oh. I've got candy. In my nose. <laughs> it's cocaine. So, if you guys uh, hadn't noticed last week, there was a little scare that we lost Mangler, but it turns out he was here the whole time. We just kind of misremembered. And he's back this week. Mike, are you ready for your wish? Oh, um... I was not prepared, but uh, yes, yes, I, 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 I have something I would like. Would you like to speak to Mangalore? Sure. 
Mangler, are you there? Hey, guys, this is TV's Patrick Swayze filling in for Mangler. I mean, I'm just Mangler. Hey, Mangler, it's good to hear your voice again. Do I get a hey wish? Hey, Mike, I have a horse. I call the horse ghost like that movie I did. <laughs> That's a good I movie. I understand you have a wish. Yes, I do. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the uh, current Masters of the Universe Origins collection. And oh, I re- holy sh- What the f*** is that? <laughs> oh, it's a toy. Uh, okay, I understand. It's because would... I'm Mangler and a genie. I grant wishes. I wasn't the parrot in Aladdin. I would really like them to uh, make a new slime pit. Well, that's just... Holy sh! that's uninteresting. (laughs) Why don't you wish for something erotic? Why not a line of toys from Fifty Shades of Grey? (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm sure that would sell. Why don't you buy an action figure that'll tell you to put it in your chocolate starfish? Okay, well, well, go on. Christian Grey would be very disappointed in you. I work at a hospital. I wouldn't recommend putting action figures there. There's been some stories. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get on my horse point break. I'm riding off into the sunset. Bye. Bye, Bye, Manglor. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I couldn't do that together. (laughs) I'm not awake enough. Holy (laughs) shit. I was, I was expecting Shatner because of the voice message. So I'm like, okay, prepare for Shatner. Prepare. <laughs> when you hit me with Godfrey. Oh, my God. My side's hurt from trying to hold that in. Oh, fuck. Oh. That, was, that was funny. You know, that, that side, was too much. Side note, Susie was asking me, like, she goes, those so, so does Josh do all that stuff in post, like all the different voices? I'm like, no, we we do it. Like, he just improvises half of this stuff. And I told her about the, the, the freaking the erotic uh, Werner Herzog sex life. <laughs> like, we were just eating in buzzwords. Like, I said, Mike would just be like, you know, throwing out Frankenstein and like wet. And, and Josh is like, okay. And I'm like, I had to mute immediately because I was just going to lose my crap. Oh, man. Oh, that's too funny. I, I like the fact, though, that it it apparently sounds good enough that people think that we're doing it in post. That's really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on but, my horse point break. <laughs> <laughs> 100 100% stolen from kevin smith yep the uh, clerk's cartoon man i loved that cartoon oh <laughs> hey gave a ghost like that movie i was in 
<laughs> Stick it in your chocolate starfish. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Randall. <laughs> Holy babies, right. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I'm going to regret Ooh. this. Let's just have a quick two-second conversation. Oh. What toy would you stick in your butt <laughs> if you had to? Oh, my. Okay, if you had to, like, if it was, like, gunpoint and you had. I know what of... mine is. It, I, it would be the vintage Kenner Chewbacca. <laughs> because He's it's... got a nice, smooth shape and big feet. <laughs> <laughs> Gun to my head. <laughs> Well, what if they decided to go, okay, you want to go that route. You have to go the 12-inch one. <laughs> you know, all right, look. If I'm, if I'm getting tickets to Star Wars Episode One, and George Lucas is like, you got to prove to me that you're a fan. At least when I'm going to the hospital, it's brown. And they might be like, whoa, you, you just had a big BM. <laughs> Oh, see, now, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that, I wasn't even thinking vintage. I just was like Pickle Rick. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, Pickle Rick. <laughs> oh, and here I was being the, the odd man out and like, Fisher-Price play phone. <laughs> <laughs> call me, call me. <laughs> oh, man. Mainly because I want those doctors to be staring in the eyes of the phone as they take it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. I can't wait for Dawn to listen to this. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is, this is a special episode. Oh, oh my god. They can put that into her uh their special hallway of, <laughs> of recalled toys. <laughs> oh okay, so I thought I'd change things up because I don't want us to run out of toy lines where we talk about a vintage toy line every week, but I wanted to talk about something that's also in the vein of the show because this isn't supposed to be all toys. It's supposed to be all things that we collect or have collected at some point. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, and even right now, I was obsessed with posters. Oh, yeah. I, I hated empty wall space. And my wall, my ceilings, everything, top to bottom, were always covered in posters. Did you guys have posters? Oh, yeah. Um, I had so many posters that if I tried to take one down, it would take down several at once. Yep. That was how my room was. Yeah. I had the problem that my parents didn't want me putting holes in the walls, so I had to use poster tech. Mm -hmm. And it was a it's like an action figure collection. It was a constant keeping them up because the poster tech would dry off and they would peel off the wall. So I was always having to go over there, pull the tack off, make a tack again, and push it back up. But I had it started with Fangoria uh, poster magazine posters. Then it jumped to Gorezone magazine posters because Gorezone would always come with two posters, double-sided, <laughs> packed into the issues. And then I was cutting pictures out of magazines. Yep. And then I was getting that upgraded to getting actual video rental posters from video stores. 
And now I have actual framed theatrical posters, but anytime I find a gore zone, I have to, I can't help myself. I have to take the poster out. I have to put it up. And then that turned into cartered reaction figures that I put on the walls and garbage pail kit. This I did as a kid. And when I moved out of the house that I did it in, I stuck garbage pail kit stickers to a wall. And when I took them down, they peeled the paint off the drywall. <laughs> so I have garbage bucket stickers, but now they're in sleeves and they're stuck to the walls. I'm a, I'm a crazy person. I, I have a, an office that I'm in right now that has a wall that's a cork board. And it's just, I've got Mike's artwork. I've got a Demons poster, a Silent Night, Deadly Night poster. All the stuff that my daughter's made me over the years. I've got a framed Fangoria number one. I've got a Roddy Piper autograph, a Tom Atkins autograph. I've got my first time being published writing in Horror Hound magazine framed. All of my pins. If I could stick it to a wall, I'm going to stick it to a wall. Mm -hmm. I can't help myself. I've stuck things on ceilings. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Me and my, uh, my old friend Doug, who were roommates, we had a a townhouse together and we were literally unhinged with the kind of crap that we'd stick to walls. We had an episode one Jar Jar pizza box <laughs> stuck to a wall. It was nuts. Josh, chime in. Tell us about your Space Jam poster collection. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I had I have Michael Jordan. He he would loom over me every night. No, I uh I had a lot of Star Wars posters. Sorry, I'm 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 crinkling a little bit. If you hear, that's me. I actually uh, I realized I had an unopened uh, Treasure X uh, coffin, and I was morbidly curious. I was like, "Huh, I wonder if the eyes are in the uh, oh yeah are in in the spiderweb thing." And yep, they are. They were my eyes were hidden in the spiderwebs. So, so I, I think you got a fluke. That, no, I think what happened is my daughter ripped it open. And ah. took the eyes out. Anyways, because I was like juggling ten different things. Yeah, so I I had that moment like well while, while you were talking about posters where I was like, there's the treasure X sitting on my counter. Josh, it's unopened. Before we go back to posters, what guy did you get? I uh, I haven't actually fully opened it yet. I just pulled the top off because I was like, are the eyes in the spider web? <laughs> Star Wars poster. Michael Although Jordan. based on the eyes, I'm uh, I'm gonna guess it's the uh, werewolf dude. Sweet. I had a lot of Star Wars. I had a lot of, uh, you know, interestingly enough, my mom worked at uh, Blockbuster Video. Uh, yeah. Before Blockbuster, it was Video Factory. So yeah. I had a lot of the. Uh, I was able to get a lot of weird movie posters and cartoon posters. Uh, so I had God. Yeah, I had I had a couple of like really weird movie posters. I'm pretty sure at some point I had the Masters of the Universe the movie poster. Nice. I I definitely at some point which oh, pains me to think about now considering, you know, the price some of them are going for, but I absolutely stuck some of the Motu mini comics to my walls. Mm. Um and then, you know, as I got older, it uh, definitely band stuff horror stuff uh there were aliens posters um 
much much to my mother's disapproval. Um, I never had any of the more traditional like eighty slashers in my room. I'm trying I to think now. A ton of do you guys remember like carnivals in the eighties would yep, have that's Brian started. <laughs> the poster game where you threw the darts at the posters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it was always like the really bad covers to like metal albums. So it'd be like Doctor Feelgood mm-hmm. or Girls Soaping Up Cars. Yep. So it'd be like yep. Bikini Bimbos. And that would be like I would go to the carnival and make a beeline for the poster thing and I had tons of bikini women yep. in my room. And looking back on it, I'm I'm ashamed. Right. But you know, as a an eight year old boy, I was like, this is awesome. See now, my my uh, putting things up on the wall actually started when I was probably like maybe six or seven, um, and it was GI Joe card art. So it was the uh, you know how like the old packaging for GI Joe there was they didn't kind of have the blister bubble over the actual art of the figure. It was next to the art of the figure. Yep. Yeah. We me and my mom would cut the figure art out of the blister card, and um we would tack that up on my wall. So I had like the Cobra bat sci-fi. Um, I'm trying to think of what I th- it was one of the Vipers. It wasn't the regular Viper. I think it was oh hydro Viper. Um, but I had a couple different ones like hanging on the wall next to my bed. And then at the, I went to sacred heart uh, in Niagara Falls. So little Catholic school. And they used to do the sacred heart carnival every year. And it was basically just, they paid, you know, some carnival to come to town and um, they always had the poster game. And I remember I was trying to win a Transformers movie poster. It was the, the, you know, the cartoon movie. And that's what I was aiming for. Instead, what I ended up hitting was Iron Maiden's The Trooper. And so I won that. And I remember looking at it being like, this is really cool. Now, this is before I'd ever heard Iron Maiden. I'd heard of them, but I never heard them. So I hung that up on my wall. Then I ended up getting into the music and I'm like, yeah, I want more Maiden posters. So I had a bunch of Iron Maiden posters on my walls um, when I was like 10, <laughs> you know, 10 and 11. And then uh, one of the carnivals, I got a bunch of the bikini babes like like Mike. And I had those on my wall until I was like maybe 13, 14. And uh, when I started getting into horror movie posters and um, Wizard Magazine posters, so all oh, yeah. the Wizard Magazine pull-out comic posters. I would also cut out, you know, the full-page illustrations because, um, you know, I was a kid and was like, magazines aren't collectible. Rip, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I did that a bunch with the uh, with Toy Fair, Toy Fair magazine, too. Same. Yeah, I loved Toy Fair so much. Uh, but, yeah, it was like I had at one point, probably when I was about 16 or 17, Every bit of wall space in my bedroom, including the backs of the door, back, or the back of the door, the back of the closet door, the inside of the closet door, and part of my ceiling was covered with either horror movie posters, comic book posters, or pages of Wizard or Fangoria, um, random Star Wars action figures in package because I was buying the you know Power of the Force figures, so I had a whole wall of just you know packaged Power of the Force figures. Um, and then on the ceiling, I was tacking up because I was working at Media Place. I started at Media Play when I was 16. I would often get the uh, the cardboard displays 
for various like video games or movies, the stuff, you know, they'd have right at the, the entrance of the store when you'd walk in like the little display rack, when they would break them down to throw them out, I would usually take whatever cool, you know, video game or monster or video or a sci-fi character was on that display. So I have still to this day, the Spider-Man PlayStation one video game, um, cardboard standee. I have the, the topper, stapled to my wall in my computer room so it's like this big cardboard spider-man but i had a bunch of those there was a a halloween when anchor bay released like re-released a bunch of the stuff that they had so like evil dead exorcist all that and we got black and white um like black and white two-sided kind of that heavy card stock uh posters to hang from the ceiling and I had like the two hook spots where you hang it from the ceiling. So we had it all hanging over the the center aisle with a bunch of Anchor Bay releases. So when that was done, they were like, Mike, do you want them? Because they all knew that I collected that stuff. So my entire ceiling was covered in my bedroom with like I had Reagan. I had uh, Ash from Evil Dead, <laughs> the Wolfman, like a bunch of random old movie posters and stuff all in black and white on my ceiling. And unfortunately, when I moved out, uh, a lot of that stuff ended up not being salvageable because it was all taped together or stapled together. So, yeah, it ended up getting destroyed a lot of it. I still have a few. Like, I have the Spider-Man. I have a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac poster that I had when I was younger. Uh, Well, I say younger, but, you know, 20. (laughs) I hadn't moved out of my parents' house yet. Um, And a Star Wars poster that I got when I was 18, that's uh, just a new hope. And that's I still have that. But, you know, I don't know why, but I, I just had a really, really funny mental image of you with a poster of Ronald Reagan <laughs> instead of <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Mike Alvarez, young Republican. <laughs> Oh, I got just, just lying in your bed at night, Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> tear down this poster. <laughs> I remember oh. going to my local Wegmans and asking them because they would get every Wegmans had like the little marquee when you'd walk in, like the video rental section of Wegmans, where they'd have like uh, Die Hard 2, like pick a movie, mm-hmm. and they'd have the poster up. So I just asked them casually one time, like. Do you get, like, what about other posters? And they're like, oh, yeah, we just throw them out. And I didn't find this out later until I worked there, that what they do is they get this gigantic box with, like, 200 posters in it, each store to get them, and they just pick whatever one they wanted, and the rest would get tossed away and recycled. And while I was working there, I got a ton of posters. Uh, The coolest probably being Phantasm 4. But... When I was younger, uh, there was a certain movie that I was obsessed with that I rented way too much to the point where they let me buy the videotape. Um, and it's about a bowling alley. Uh, so it, it may or may not be coming up on my show in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and I asked them, hey, do you have the poster? And this store happened to just saved. They had years and years of posters. And they're like, hold on, let us check. And they let me buy a uh, slime ball bullorama poster, which to this day I have framed and I'm proud of it. But out of respect for my wife, I don't put it up. I mean, if you have you get married, 
you have a daughter, there's kind of some stuff that you have to like put away. Yeah. You know, you're not uh, stupid and, you know, young where you don't need Motley Crue girls washing cars posters anymore. You can kind of upgrade to the classier stuff like Toxic Avenger 2 (laughs) or, you know, Curse of Puppet Master. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other like really cool posters you can upgrade to. Motel Hell. Yeah, I'm looking in my office right now. The Freddy's Dead poster that has born November second, nineteen eighty four, dies September third, nineteen ninety one. Dun dun dun. Uh, September thirteenth, and it has his t-shirt, not his t-shirt, his sweater and his hat and his glove. Even though he was back, you know, a few more times after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, posters. Um, it's a shame. I think that was a gimmick that. Fangoria tried to bring back with like their second time kind of coming back around with a pack and poster, but they didn't do it right. And um, the Gorezone style, that was always like the perfect reason to buy Gorezone magazines. You got some really cool posters. Um, and even now, like if you live in Buffalo, there's a lot of cool places you can go at the Antique Mall in Transit. There's somebody that sells a ton of movie posters for super cheap. And you can get uh, like I got the blob there. And uh, if you still have a video store in your town, chances are they've got a lot of posters. If you've got the courage to ask, if you're local, like most of the people listen to this podcast, I'm sorry to inform you that somebody that may or may have not been me has already cleaned out everything in like 500 mile radius. (laughs) So um, if you want, you know, like Revenge of the Ninja presented by Sybil Danning, Don DeRazio. Uh, you're not going to find it anywhere because I bought it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. See, now, most of the posters I get nowadays are from conventions. Um, like the last Nickel City con I went to, I mean, obviously this was a while ago thanks to COVID. There was this guy who had this, uh, like the 11 by 17 posters yeah. and, um, and smaller. And he had great deals on them. Like he had... Some of the bigger ones were only like 15 bucks, but they were like vintage posters. And then he had the littler posters that were like three for $10. And you could, you know, if you wanted to pay a little bit more, you could get the hard plastic sleeve to put them in. Um, So it it was a good, you know, good deal for what for what he had. I ended up getting a Night of the Living Dead 1990 um, Candyman. And I think it was Nightbreed that I bought at that point. Um but yeah, it was like the little 11 by 17 posters and I only spent like 10 bucks. Like it wasn't a lot of money at all. And I know Maurice ended up grabbing a really cool silver surfer uh, comic poster from the guy. And I think that was only like 12 bucks. Like, and that was a big poster, but it was just an old, like very Kirby esque civil uh, silver surfer. I almost said Sybil Danning. (laughs) Silver surfer poster. Kirby esque Sybil Danning. (laughs) Now that I'd like to see. Harold um, Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just Sybil Danning. <laughs> Not even as a character. It's just Sybil Danning. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the last poster I bought was the Phantasm, uh, you know, the first uh, movie poster for Phantasm. And that was actually at Scaricon when they had the Phantasm reunion. And I just went down the row and got everybody to sign it. And um, that's hanging framed in my living room right now. 
and uh that that's that's one of my prize pieces where it's like i mean unfortunately i did not get to meet angus grim before he passed away um but pretty much everybody else from part one you know has signed that poster so oh man i don't know why but in in my head i'm just picturing like you know peter bark on a laptop being the littlest poster posting on the internet it's the littlest poster posting shit talk on Facebook. His name's Peter Bark. I don't know why. You know, <sighs> of all the people to meet at conventions, he's got to be the top for me. Peter Bark? Like, yeah, out of Italy, weird, short, whatever he looks like now. If I got to meet Peter Bark, I would lose it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely up there for me. Uh, Angus Scrim was super cool when I met him, but he was already kind of on his way out. Yeah. So it was a little awkward, but he was, you know, a nice old man, very tall. Mm-hmm. So. I okay. really wish I had a chance to meet him, but yep. We have one final commercial break from our sponsor this week. Bo Luke's Sasquatch Removal Services. Take a listen, and we will be right back. Now let's play What If here. Let's say you're like me, and you don't want to scare away Bigfoot. You want to sit him down and tape an interview and ask him about his favorite TV show. Maybe it's Airwolf. Maybe it's Designing Women. We don't know. But listen, you got to ask Bigfoot to get his opinion. These things are very important. So, let's say you want to make a Bigfoot trap in your yard. What you gotta do is you gotta dig a deep hole, or maybe blow open your septic tank, and then you leave a trail of breakfast cereal from the woods to the Bigfoot trap. I personally like to use fruity pebbles because I hear Bigfoot loves crunchy and sweet combined together. And what he'll do is he'll get down on all four, and then he'll eat the cereal and he'll fall in the trap. And you can say, listen, Mr. Bigfoot. I'll only let you out if you record an interview for me and I can put it on AM radio and or you grant me a wish because maybe you're a big leprechaun. I don't know. Maybe we should do this together. So you should hire me by calling 1-800-BIG-4-REMOVAL-SERVICES. This is Bo Luke. Thank you for your time. And we're back. And I need to bring up something because Josh was just riffing in our commercial break here, but one of my most prized possessions in my just kind of weird junk that I picked up is a paperback Sasquatch erotica book called Nice with Sasquatch <laughs> that I bought at a used bookstore on Monroe Avenue. It was just in a dusty corner and I saw it and I was like, I have to have this. It was amazing. And, um, yeah, just Josh reminded me of that. Okay. <laughs> We're back. And the tail end of this week's episode. Time to announce the winners and the nominees for this week's War Toy Hall of Fame. It was actually pretty close this week. I just checked the results. Movie Maniacs Jason won, but creeping up very close was... The Dragon Riders of Sticks skull chariot thing that wow. Mike picked. Uh, it was one vote behind. So I think people saw the aesthetic of it, thought it looked really cool, and picked it, you know, as their pick. 
but um it was close i like it when it's a close race in these it's not just a uh runaway victory for somebody yeah you know like monsieur yeah. so and this this uh, like i didn't expect that no yeah it was pretty close pretty cool but jason won kind of a heavy hitter so i mean him <laughs> yeah yeah sort of being the uh the tom brady of horror movie toys it's jason so Wait, he cheats oh you know performance enhancers <laughs> i am gonna say i think i went last last week so i will go first this week my pick is the 90s trend masters godzilla action figure oh nice all the monsters from that lineup i'm gonna go with godzilla because i think that's the one everybody had and then it was sort of like what are the other monsters do you have mothra do you have biolante whatever uh he was the one that kind of got me into those guys and he is a very very fun godzilla toy I would argue maybe the best, unless you kind of have a soft spot for, you know, like a lot of people that was their gateway drug into Japanese vinyl Godzilla toys. Um, and I would be amiss not to kind of throw in the random generic Godzilla that everybody had from the 80s, too. But a little button on his chest, his eyes lit up red. He made a roaring noise. He was a lot of fun. So that is my pick for this week. Josh, would you like to go? Oh, sure. You know, I think uh, able to go toe-to-toe with Godzilla, at least in a height sense, uh, is the vintage Kenner Rancor. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. I knew Uh, you were going to say it when you said toe-to-toe. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Because I I always felt like it was... just the perfect giant monster toy for three and three first fourth inch figures. Yeah. And all right, let's run through the list. And how many people, you know, how many people got things jammed in that figure? <laughs> for yeah, me, I think, I think my vintage <clears throat> vintage one still has Yoda in his belly. Mine ate stormtroopers and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I would always get itchy and I'd have to get them out. And the only way to get them out is ripping off one of his arms. And mm-hmm. once you rip off his arm, the only way to make him whole again is glue. Or some sort of like rope or something. It's never the same again. And I probably went through, because of garage sales, three or four Rancor monsters at least. But he ate a lot of toys. A lot of Star Wars figures. Yeah. A lot of mud. A lot of bath water. Yeah. A couple of battle beasts. Of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, battle beasts. That's a great line, too. We're going to have to talk about that one. When we have time, we're going to talk about battle beasts. Uh, sorry for people who love our three-hour epic episodes, but we're a little pressed for time this week. Right. <laughs> Mike, you want to close it out? What's your pick? Well, I, I've gone obscure the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to go a little more uh, little more mainstream with this one. But it was one of my favorite monster toys in the 90s. But I'm going to go with Playmates Scumbug from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. 
I absolutely adored that figure. And once I had the sewer playset, uh, him and Muckman were usually various monsters that lived in the sewer who would kill GI Joes who ventured down there. So <laughs> I Scumbug is a favorite of mine. Love Scumbug. I think more than anything, he like Ninja Turtles always had the my flesh is ripping effect. Scumbug oh, they did. had it more than anybody. And they did it so well. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was the perfect, like, mad scientist, monster, run amok. Uh, him and Baxter Stockman, yeah. I think, were, like, they played so well together. But he had, like, they painted the flesh and the bug separately. He came with, like, little cockroaches, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, a gas canister on his back. With, like, a hose to a, a weird-looking yeah. gun. Such a great toy. I love that the 2012 series paired, like, although it wasn't the same Scumbug, I yeah. love that they paired their take on Scumbug up with Baxter Stockman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that he was, like, the the weird, like, he was almost... Whereas the other one was uh, a human and a bug mix, this was, like, a bug and robotics. So it was, like, a yeah. cyber bug. Which, and I, I mean, that thing is still cool. I have the action figure of him, too, the... What was it the cockroach terminator or something like that they called yep. it? Or, that was a that's a great figure too. But yeah, Scumbug. The thing I liked about him so much is he worked great as like a mutated character where you could have him like fighting with his gun and all that, or you could just use him as a mindless monster because he had the nice clawed hand. And uh, yeah, he worked great to kill figures. Plus his jaw opened and closed. Anytime you could have a figure looking like it was eating somebody was great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He got recruited into my Swamp Thing toys. Because if you ever watch Swamp Thing 2, mm. it's full of like half man, half monsters that yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Dick Durock has to fight. And I love oh, Swamp, Thing Swamp Thing 2. <laughs> I oh, love it. And... I was always like, well, I had these Swamp Thing toys, but the figures he has to fight kind of stink because they mm-hmm. had a, a finger puppet gimmick where you put them on their heads. But you want to put your Ninja Turtles in there? It's perfect. Yep. So I always had Scumbug, Muckman, Baxter Stockman as like Anton Arcane's goons that Swamp Thing was fighting. And Scumbug, for whatever reason, more than anybody, I had the Ninja Turtle mutagen on him the most as a kind of like, oh, my flesh is ripping off slime. Probably because of the fly, I'm thinking. Oh, like it was yeah. a very David Cronenberg kind of thing, and I'd put it in his mouth, move his jaw up and down, he'd vomit slime. Yep. Yeah. Quick side note, when you're talking about the Swamp Thing action figures and the, the finger, pump, finger puppet gimmick, I forgot about that because the only one of the bad guys that I had was terrifying on his own and i i just i had to look it up because i couldn't remember the name but his name was skin man and he yep. looked kind of like Gollum from lord of the rings like that dude freaked me out as a kid i got him as a gift and he was like one of my zombie figures like i used him as a zombie all the time skin man had the bat head then there was a voodoo guy with this weird centipede cobra thing dr demo Dr. Demo, Anton Arcane had, the heck did Anton Arcane have? Spider-head. He had a tarantula, Spiderhead. Is there one more bad guy? Oh, there's a uh, gas mask guy that had a leech 
Yeah. And he was actually kind of weed killer. Yeah. Weed killer was sort of in the movie. Um, Then you had the transducer playset. Then you had all of the earth eco fighters that played with swamp thing that stunk, but they kind of rode the vehicles. And then you had swamp. We should do a whole swamp thing. The swamp playset, which is is a playset I used regularly as like a source of mutation. Yeah. Let's save this all for the Swamp Thing. Let's look back at Swamp <laughs> Thing. I've got a complete collection, and I love them to death. And they tie to superpowers. So it's kind of uh, a gateway for us to ramble for 45 minutes to an hour. And, like, Mike's got to go to work. I haven't eaten anything since breakfast. Uh, so we're a little busy today. So... Before I go into the plug, something I was going to mention while we're talking about posters, but it slipped my mind. If you want good posters, I know somebody that has a great Etsy store with some amazing artwork. His name is Mike Alvarez. (laughs) Oh, hey. Thank you. (laughs) If you want a sample of what he does, all you have to do is buy something from Pikmin's Labs, and you'll get a free included piece of artwork. That'll tie into what you just bought to give you an idea of what he's done. But his stuff has gotten better with age. And some of his most recent stuff, like Phantom of the Paradise, is super, 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 super cool. And I highly recommend it. So if you want some cool artwork, get Mike's stuff. But anyways, Mike, (laughs) what's coming up on Boogeyman's Closet? Uh, Well, our next episode, we took a little week break. Uh, between last month's uh, topic and this month's topic, but we're we're coming up on Second Chance Month, and our first episode, 105, is going to be 30 Days of Night. Um, we already recorded it. Uh, it'll be coming out, as of the time of this recording, it'll be coming out tomorrow. And um, it's I, I forgot uh, how much I enjoyed that movie, but I won't give it all away here. It's a uh, it's fun flick, so... Uh, after that, we'll be doing Motel Hell. So Motel Hell will be coming up after that one. Also, very fun. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that one. And the fine art of smoking meats. Mmm, <laughs> smoky meats. Takes all kind of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. Mm-mm-mm. Josh, what kind of new and exciting and busty things are coming from Pickman's Labs? Boobs. Oh, wait, no. Uh, speaking of busts, it's boobs. No. Um, well, it's busts. I actually just finished up the first, technically first one Pikmin's mini bust, because the Michael Myers head is not a bust. Uh, but, yeah, I did the first mini bust of R.J. McCready. Uh, really happy with it. It also does fit on top of liquor bottles if you want to use it as a bottle topper, but it will include a display stand. So if you just want to display it as a bust on a shelf, uh, that will be possible. Haven't decided on a release date or a price for that yet because uh, I want to make sure that I've got a couple in the pipeline before I decide to launch it. Um, But also along with the mini Michael Myers head, will be uh, a couple of other iconic horror movie masks. Uh, so Sweet. Along with busts, it's going to be a line of little mini mini mask replicas. And 
Why? You're not? also getting a wrap up of the creature feature stuff. Am I correct with Crypt Keeper? Uh, Crypt Keeper is going to be put on hiatus for a little while. Okay. Uh, he is still going to happen because I have the head sculpted, and I really, really like the head sculpt on that, and I don't want it to just go unused. Uh, but yeah, it just it needs a little break. I think uh, you're right. It makes it, sense. It, it just... I, I definitely want to come back to it because there are more characters that I would like to do, but it's it's just time for a little break. Yeah. Put it on ice, so to speak. And, and that way, uh, when it comes, when we come back to it, it'll be with a pair of fresh eyes. We'll be able to, uh, you know, create a whole new series with new tooling that can then be used for future series. So we can we can basically start from start from zero again. Does this also apply to the Monster Squad stuff you teased? Uh, the Monster Squad stuff is going to happen. It's just a very slow-going thing. Fair enough. Because those don't fall quite into creature feature. They're in their own. They're they're going to be their own separate thing in uh, in their own two packs. Uh, well, but that's that's another case where I want to have a good chunk of the line at least sculpted before I even think about a release schedule because that way it won't. Uh, it won't be daunting from release to release for me to be like, oh, crap, I've got to finish that thing. I'd be upset, but upon seeing your Michael Myers bust that's coming out, I'm excited for this change. So, super cool. Yeah, and the, the old stuff is not going away. It's just, uh, it's just giving, it's just getting a little bit of breathing room so it can come back better than ever. Yep, and it's uh, if it's anything that uh, Pikmin's Labs does is change. And it's always for the best, so don't worry. All right, guys. Cue the David Bowie song. Ch-ch-changes. Josh sculpts some boss. Ch-ch-changes. Hey, I feel like turn and, turn and face the strange is appropriate. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been episode nine. Thank you for listening. We will be back fresh in two weeks. When what I are you return... talking about two weeks? That's such a downer. Oh, my God. I got to go throw things in media play. I got to take the popcorn. I got to throw it on the floor because I don't like to wait because I like everything now. When you wait, it's like saying, oh, the woke crowd won. You just have to wait and put your dick back in your pants. Debbie doesn't like dicks in pants. Debbie likes to take their dicks out of the pants and have fun with them now. Goodbye. Woo. Oh, oh Debbie. And Debbie. <laughs> you warm my heart. She warms something. We'll be back in two weeks, and I'll have some fun stories of hopefully cool things that I found while on vacation. But we'll see. Every time I go on vacation, I make plans to buy a toy. I never find anything. So I'm hoping I do this time. So, guys, this is Mike saying, don't be one of those dancing assholes at Toys R Us. (laughs) This is one of the dancing assholes saying goodnight. This is the other dancing asshole. Goodnight. See you, guys. See you.
ha ha. Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!